Okay. Welcome aboard, Mr. Tropica. <laughs> Look. I'm looking like you, you looking like me. What's going on, What's going on yeah, this yeah, episode? Yeah. Bro, we switched outfits or what? So funny, bro. You're rocking the high knee shorts with with jungle trees on it. You know what? You gave me the you gave me the confidence to Actually, take out the shorts. I'm not gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. I never I never would, but uh, I was like, you know what? It's like fuck it. I'm a I'm a I'm aware. I feel like it's a combination of me and the the vibe we got going on in the jungle, right? Like you, you just you want to make sure the trees on your shorts match the trees behind your back mm. Mm. right you brought out the llama today so inspired me yes check this out guys this shirt literally it defines who i am right <laughs> i thought the gorilla defined who you were yeah gorilla lion you know, <laughs> tiger and every 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 mood has a different animal right it's true yeah it is man and you know what that's why i'm gonna be very be cliche when I say this, but uh, Shakespeare would say, to be or not to be. Mm. And what I mean by that is... Bars. To, to be or not to be... I'm going to finish that sentence. Destined to whom you are meant to be. Right? And, mm. and what I mean by that, man, is like, wow. With, with COVID, with coronavirus, with the past, let's just say... Since the last time we shot the episode when we talked about, you know, how to deal with COVID and how to deal with uncertainty and just through the past three months, man, like so much has changed. Yeah. I think for the both of us. I, I agree. And our environment, things are just, man, this world's getting crazy. Yeah. <laughs> we thought 2020 couldn't get worse and it's just. 2020 is fucked up. It's, it's, a, it's a year of, of uncertainty for sure. I think that with everything that's been going on in the past year, in 2020, if I take it in terms of looking at it optimistically, we have been exposed to so much grief and so much misfortune, so much uncertainty, so much shit that did not deserve to happen, uh, rightfully so, to many people. And now we need to look at, okay, where do we fuck up and what are we going to do to fix it? Mm. And I mean that on so many levels, right? Yeah. Like I'm looking at the time that we were self-isolating in a way where, okay, what can I change in my life and what needs to be changed around me? Those were two really big things, mm. right? Is like, I'm so much more aware of cutting out the noise that no longer needs to be there. Mm. And I mean that, man, like down to the habits that I am instilling in my day-to-day -day life. I'm learning to just focus on one thing that I know I can focus on as opposed to trying to change all of it at the same time. And that's what's allowed me, Cassius, to, to evolve essentially and elevate my career and what my passion is from what started off as you know it for a very long time kenny just do it kenny just consider it think about it and now man like i'm not looking back mm. if anything i look back at what i spent my time doing but again recognizing that i needed to spend my time on what mattered and in a really odd way i'm glad that coronavirus allowed me to forget everything else and push away all the bullshit and focus on myself 
like I had to, I had to face myself mm-hmm. and I had to look in the mirror and I had to realize that every single person that we've sat with on the episode all have one thing in common and it's right down to our mission statement. We want to empower others listening to fuel their passion, to eventually live off their passion, mm-hmm. right? To like gain some sort of value in the fact that they're constantly learning and they're focusing on that one passion to turn it into a career. Yeah. And guess what? I wasn't doing that. I wasn't doing that one bit, man. I was, you know it, and my family knows it. I knew it. My girlfriend knows it. That it's like, I always felt like I was chasing money. And here I was in a sense, man, with the 50 episodes, 60, 70, however many we're in now, I'm constantly like genuinely curious because that was me, man. This entire time I'm like, well, what is it that works for me? And now, man, I just realized it was something that was always there. Mm-hmm. It's been It's been fitness. It's been health. It's been longevity. It's been, you know, maximizing one's potential. And that's what made me fall into then creating in my head this this timeline and this map of, okay, if this is it, what am I going to do and how am I going to get there? What's the first thing I need to do? It wasn't, okay, let's drop everything and now I'm this. It was, okay, let's get certified. Let's get educated. And then from there, let's figure out the next step. And man, it's been liberating. Well, I want to I wanna speak on a couple different things that you that you said. There's three things that I take away from what you just said. There's confidence, there's self-awareness, and then there's adapting to the chaos of life. So you already had these things, bro, right? Like you had these things and me and the, you know, the, the, the team we've seen, you know, I, I look at people's past behaviors and I know like there's potential in certain areas and what they want to do. And so, you know, planting the seed in your head of doing certain things and kind of taking the route you want to take was always, you know, giving you that suggestion, that recommendation, but the confidence may, may have not been there, right? The self-awareness of maybe saying, you know what, instead of chasing that bread, which is very important, it's very important to have that and, and no knock on people who are chasing that because, you know, you got to make a living and you want a good life. So there's no disrespect there. Um, but understanding, you know, having the confidence, having the balls to follow certain things, taking the risk, taking the investment, but also being self-aware and saying, you know what, in five years down the road, would it really help if I was hopping, you know, from a job to job or from one project to the, to the next just for the money? And that's where, you know, maybe our conversations, maybe planting the seed, maybe something happened. A little bit was maybe COVID that maybe got you to think internally and be like, you know what, is this the route I, I want to take? And, you know, after multiple conversations, after things happening, you know, it may have something may have clicked and triggered. And then that's when you took the step of, okay, step one, get certified. Step two, do this. Step three, do this, right? So I think it's those three things. I think it's confidence, you know, building up the confidence to take that next step. Number two is self-awareness, understanding your yourself and understanding that, okay, are these projects gonna benefit me in the long-term? Or are these projects just for the short-term bread? Right? Yeah, no, that's that's huge, man. And I, I, I can even let you know how those two things came about right because i think it's fair to mention that if i didn't have the brothers and the friends by brothers i really mean it's my friends man like you guys in my in my life 
to really bounce off these ideas to to become self-aware because let's be honest a lot of that was already happening before covid right we all get together the type of conversations we have the questions we ask each other and then pretty much covid being the cherry on top to drive that self-awareness into like the ground and like drill it down to the point where I needed to do so much digging to eventually find the gold I was looking for. But that only came from then having the confidence to see how you guys were dealing with COVID. Like I remember, man, when we were all sitting there, <laughs> not sitting there, really just in our cars, when we were all hanging out and we we're like, ah, oh, whatever, let's all get together. Like, let's still find a way to communicate. And we did our thing. We stayed relatively distant from one another. And I remember that night, man, we did our five whys exercise. And that was something that I was just you know, really wanting to know. And I knew I was treading on thin ice because it could have been something that was like, bro, like, come on, like next topic. But you guys handled it really well because you guys genuinely were were digging deep too, just from answering. And I said, hey, you know what, guys, if you don't mind me asking, like, it sounds to me like, Cassius, you're spending a lot of time on your music, you're spending your time on, on video. Why? And I asked the same thing to Karam. Why? But then we did it five times over. When you guys brought that back to me, and sure enough, I felt like you guys were eventually going to. I uh, I at first kept thinking, I don't know how I'm going to answer it. Yeah, but just and so I know you didn't want to answer. Yeah, I didn't because yeah. I felt so lost personally in my yeah. life career-wise at that point mm -hmm. that I was searching for answers through my friends. Yeah, I was looking for some sort of way to see okay well how are they living their life through this uncertainty and man like just hearing your guys answers and then when it came to my turn and just not being afraid to share it gave me the confidence to really see that i do need to focus on one thing you've told me that many times over my brother has and i remember at that time man i kept convincing myself that i want to get into a tech job i want to get into uh, a very, like just some sort of security blanket. I want to learn technology and I love it. Don't get me wrong. I find through knowing technology, we're here right now through knowing how to operate this beast. And I just knew right then and there that I'm chasing it for the wrong reasons. It was because of the money. It was because of the success. It was because of, oh, working for a Fortune 500 company. But I was doing that while I was still thinking of, oh, you know what, that nutrition course from Precision Nutrition that I wanted to learn two and a half years ago is still collecting dust in my room. Mm. Now I have the time to do it. So here I was doing two completely different things. And I remember seeing how you guys were like, man, we have now 15 hours a day and we're spending 15 hours of our day on one thing and one thing only. And we're way more productive. We're getting more done than we ever have before. Mm -hmm. You know, because we were distracted by work or nine to five or job, whatever. And I remember, man, it was so easy for me to go back home, especially after down to the last five whys when I said, at the end of the day, guys, I just want to make people feel as though they can maximize their potential, that they have every will in themselves with a little bit of accountability, a little bit of coaching and some element of fitness, holistic fitness. Not only, hey, do you, are you staying physically fit, but are you mentally fit? Mm. Are you spiritually aware of yourself and staying present in the moment? If you have all that figured out, okay, then great. You can feel unstoppable, mm. but that's not done by yourself. 
And I knew that man over the past couple months of COVID where I remember catching myself before. I'm like, do I want to spend money for a mentor or a coach? Do I want to pay someone to tell me how to live my life? But then I looked at it differently. I said, you know what? This person is at a point where I want to be eventually. You know, they're, they're having, they're building a community. They're, you know, through the love of what they do, have certain people who are learning from them, but certain people who are gaining value from them. So I don't care how much money that is. Mm. And man, like that's what, thankfully, rightfully so, man, you deserve to know this. Like that sparked my, my like fire in me to go back home yeah. and be like, you know what? This tech stuff can wait. Word. If there's one thing I could come out of COVID, one thing only, it's going to be developing that level of mastery and that level of confidence to your point to come out of it and provide health and fitness coaching services. Because that's something that when you look back, bro, it's never left my life. I always on the side would take time out of my free time and still find a way to coach others because I just love it. I love the element of building someone's confidence up and making them feel like they're more worth what they already are. Hmm. That's deep, man. Well, Tupac has a good quote. He says, uh, I might not change the world, but I might be the spark for someone else to change the world. And I kind of think of it in terms of, you know, even the podcast, our conversations, that spark really, I appreciate that because it's like, you know, maybe I'll open your perspective and maybe I'll open your lens to a different thing. And that might lead to something else. And that might lead to some, maybe a better, maybe you'll live happier now, you know, chasing this nutrition and fitness uh, realm, uh, you know, becoming certified, becoming a coach, doing these things. Your life is now going to be better five years from now versus you might have taken the tech route or you might work for a different company. You might hop around from company to company working as an executive, but you might not feel fulfilled. And maybe five, 10, 15 years from now, you might have a midlife crisis. Yes, you might be making six, seven, eight figures, but then at the time you're still not gonna be happy. And then at that time you might take the leap and do your fitness and start coaching people, but it would have taken you 15 years to find that spark, right? And I think about it a lot and that's why, that's why this platform is built. You know, I feel like our conversations of reiterating certain things and our certain elements and our mission is the seed for this person, our audience, who's listening for them to take. And maybe, maybe, maybe right now they're in the same boat you were four months ago or three months ago, right? But our conversation between me and you and us sharing our experiences is gonna spark them to be like, oh, okay, that clicked. And now I'm gonna take, I'm gonna have the confidence to go and take that next step. So yeah, man, it's- That's the that's crazy thing is. though, man, is like, I wanna, I wanna acknowledge that, you know what, it's, it's a multifaceted approach. It isn't just going to be that one episode. And that's where I had an epiphany. I'm like, you know what? I'm respecting our journey of what we're doing on the podcast as much as I've respected my chosen path of what I want to be known as and what I want to be specializing in. Word. Because guess what? It took me flipping 60 episodes to finally choose the one thing I want to do. Mm -hmm. So that just shows if it took me 60 episodes, it took me really deep and honest conversations with my brothers. It took me mentorship and coaching that I've paid for myself. And it took me and then some, right? Then everyone who decides to listen to one episode and say, oh, perfect, this is going to change my life. Well, you know what? 
maybe not necessarily, I'll be honest. It's not gonna take just listening to one episode. And that's where my, I, I have this, I have this thought in my head, man, where if you ask me if I'd rather hire somebody who's read 100 self-help books, mm-hmm. right? If they, you know, they read a book by Robin Sharma, they read Tim Ferriss's Four Hour Work Week, they read Phil Knight's In the Air Nike autobiography, and they read hundreds. Compare that person. And by the way, that person decided to read that many books, but they didn't really necessarily implement anything they read. They just read it. They read it, they went about their life. They read it, they went about their life. Mm-hmm. Would I rather hire or work with or respect that person or somebody who read, let's say, one of those books, but they referenced that book every day? They took parts of that book and applied it into their life. Mm-hmm. They feel as though that book they can reference back to time and time again at different points in their life to bring them back on track. Who would I hire? Who, who would I respect more? The latter, mm-hmm. right? Like the person who genuinely has taken something and they decided to just go that much more into it. They expanded and, and, and dug deep into it. And that's been kind of my philosophy lately is realizing even as a person, man, I used to actually think it, it was, you know, the, the hundreds of books. Oh, I want, I want a hundred people to know my name. It's like kind of that same logic. But instead, when you go deep into one thing and you go as far as you can to see what you can get out of it, it's way more rewarding. I respect that person way more. And I'm starting to realize that if I'm going to respect that person way more, then I need to respect myself more by doing that. Yeah. And I think there's a certain level of execution that needs to be done, right? I think that, you know, books, and I talked about this in the in the video, The Formula of Happiness, but, um, you know, motivation is bullshit. You know what I mean? It's it's a feeling you get. When you read this Tim Ferriss book, or you read the Phil Knight book, or you read all, all these great books, they give you a certain feeling. And that's maybe motivation that maybe makes you feel good. You may feel smarter reading that book. You might feel like you have that tool in your pocket now but that feeling goes away right once once the book's done right you might have a couple days of motivation you're back to your regular life reality doesn't change just because you got that knowledge so that's where the differentiators are the people that actually take that knowledge and actually execute on that i've heard so many people want to start a podcast so many people in my in my circle the network that i have the people that talk to me like oh man second floor it's sick bro keep it up bro you know i was thinking of starting a podcast how did you do this how did you do that and i give it to them i i literally hand them the blueprint of like this is what we do this is how we do it but do they execute six months later i talk to them again oh bro that last episode was fire man i was thinking of starting in a, a podcast too dude you told me that six months ago that you wanted to start that podcast. Why? I mean, that, oh, you know, man, I, you know, I don't know the camera stuff. I, I don't know where to start. I don't, da, da, da. And it never happens. So that episode that they watched gave them the feeling of motivation to go start something. But then three days later, they go back to their regular routine. So I get what you're saying. So it, it doesn't take one or two episodes. It doesn't take one or two books. There needs to be a tragedy. There needs to be some sort of life-changing moment. There needs to be COVID. There needs to be something where that wakes them up, that spark. And so it might have taken you 60 episodes and two years to figure it out. It might take somebody else listening to this 10 years 
but something needs to happen where they're like oh shit now it's go time oh, okay yeah this is for me it's for me it's fear for me i'm afraid of not being able to provide for my family my parents my myself with what i want to do i've worked every shit job you can imagine i don't want to go back that's why i keep pushing every day that's why i keep taking the camera with me every day because this is the shit I love. And if I can't make this happen, it scares me. So every day I'm here putting in the work, every day coming up with a new strategy, every day trying to be here and do this so that it turns into reality. It's gonna, t I've done this since 2009. I haven't switched, I haven't been in the finance game, I haven't gone into real estate, I didn't go, you know, start a fucking cafe or some shit. I've been doing this shit since 2008, 2008, 2009. So, I, I, um, it takes time to, to actually make it into reality, but there needs to be some sort of click. You know what I mean? Yeah, you have to definitely find some sort of moment where you recognize how it made you feel. You and, and that's, that's big for me, man. The biggest thing about what you said is when you don't want to go back, I'm the same way. Dude, it crushed me. When my contract with TELUS came to an end, and then I almost felt like I was desperate. Like I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do anything. Mm -hmm. Even at that time, that could have been a perfect moment of contract ended. All right, game face, let's go. Let's, let's maybe just focus on the podcast. But a part of me in my mind felt like there needed to be some level of security. I wasn't ready yet. Because mm -hmm. guess what? There was still multiple things going on. Oh, I've got jujitsu training at night. Oh, okay, I've got, I've got, I feel like I'm doing enough for the podcast, so I don't want to necessarily do more. Oh, I need money. I got to pay rent. Like all, all these things were coming into my mind. And to your point, when everything stops, whether it's COVID or not, if you personally feel like you have to lock yourself in your room for a week, yep. I know we have some friends like that who are very good at like, hey, I'm going to, bye, I'm not seeing you guys for a little bit. I need to just figure myself out a little bit. If you need to do that, there's nothing wrong with that. You don't always need to be on. Quite funny enough, I mean, blows my mind knowing that I'm saying this, especially when I've kind of lived off that idea of, oh, be on all the time, be woke, you know, be ready to take on anything you need. No. Sometimes okay to be off, completely off. Mm. You know, let your mind go where it needs to go for you to realize if something is worth the the entire time you're going through it. Mm -hmm. Right? It's kind of like the analogy with relationships where people are like, "Oh, you know what? We've dated for like seven, eight years. Like, if I break up with them, what a waste of time! I wasted all that time, so I might as well try and make it work." Well, you know what? If it's your thousandth and one time you're trying to make this work you have a whole lot more than eight years ahead of you to look forward to yeah. without that person mm. to actually reap the benefits of whatever it is you're trying to get yeah. out of what you want in a relationship. Same thing goes for your career. Mm. After men, when that contract ended and I convinced myself that, oh, you know what? I've always wanted to try selling cars. Let's just do it. I was miserable. Yeah. Dude, I was miserable. As much as I knew my personality was perfect for it, my 
ability to learn and digest that information was good for it. The level of skill I need to just do the job was good for it. Passion, it wasn't there. That's why the entire time, man, I almost felt like a hypocrite. I'm like, I'm doing this podcast telling people to chase it and I'm out here selling cars. And I, yes, I wanted to try it. I'll be honest. I wanted to try it. I'm glad. You know what? I'm glad I tried it because it was trying that at a point in my life where I went from being this like, ooh, you know, comfy, rock and title, regional marketing manager, sales manager to you're selling cars yeah. that an 18 year old kid can do yeah. right out of high school. And I did feel like I'm moving backwards. Do I regret it? Fuck no. Because guess what? That was the beginning of the snowball effect for me. If you look at it like, okay, change is going to happen and it's going to happen fast because of all these moments that went down, you know, like I just realized, man, environment is so important. Look at, look at someone like Rodman from the last dance. I watched that this past month and I look at him as someone who, because he had a coach that understood him, shout out to Phil Jackson, man, fucking beauty. Because he knew the coaching style he needed to have with Rodman to give this guy the freedom. You want to go to WWE one night and, and throw it up with Hulk Hogan? And as much as if any other player were to do that, I'll go nuts on you. Yeah. If that is going to help you play the way you play tomorrow and win our finals championship game, then so be it. Go do you, Rodman. Yeah. Right? But that's a level of understanding that, you know what? Because he got traded to the Bulls and he was able to be the the beast that he is, but still play hard, stupidly so, to the point where people are like, why is he not getting punished the way he should? Yeah. Well, guess what? He needs to do that. Yeah. He wants to do it. And if he gets allowed to do it, he's going to come back and he's going to be right there beside Jordan, man. He's going to be right there as the best fucking defender there is. But it's because of the environment he put himself in. That's such a big game changer, man. I think so. Yeah, you're, you're totally right. And, and the fact is, is that knowing your role within the system or even life in general, right? Like I, th- I think about, you know, this whole glam, glamorous, I want to be my own boss and I'm number, I want to be CEO one day and I want to run my own company. And it's like, not everyone can be Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? Not everyone can be Steve Jobs. I'm glad his teammates, they realize that. Yeah. And you need, you you can be a great number three. You can be a great, great number five, number six, right? You just have to know that that is you. And a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know that, you know, ah, like I'm in this job that I don't like and I can't, you know, one day I'm going to be my own boss. And it's like, but are you, are you a good leader? Do you know if you're a good leader? How do you know that? What what what's your behavior like running a team, running a run a, selling a product or service? Do you even know you can? What happens when shit hits the fan? What happens when you lose money? What happens when you're in debt? Can you run a team? Can you can you can you run like a boss and be okay? Can you run through the fire and let everyone on your team know and be like, "Yeah, we're okay. We're going to get through this." Because I guarantee you, 95% of the people, they ain't a number one. They ain't Michael Jordan. They ain't running the team. They ain't running the ship. But they would be a great number two. They're a good Scottie Pippen. They're a good Dennis Rodman. They're a fantastic Dennis Rodman. But 
they're not going to be number one. And so understanding that, you know, being, we were talking about this before the pod, but entrepreneur, you know, an entrepreneur is someone who's under an entrepreneur, who's a two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 in the company. You should understand yourself and be self-aware enough to be like, you know what? And have, and put your ego down and say, you know what? I, I am a good, you know what? I, I'm good here. I'll let number one be number one and I can be a great number two and lead this company to, to different heights. But you have to understand and, and realize and know that. And if you don't know that, you're going to walk off and leave that job. You're going to start a business and it could fail. You could be the worst manager, leader that's ever walked the face of the earth. But I'm your own, you're your own boss. Mm-hmm. You're walking around. You're the, you're the, you're the man. But when shit hits the fan... Are you going to wake up in the morning and be like, ah, oh, I can't do it. I, I, I need to get away. I need to go to the lake. I need to go, I need to go to Vegas. I can't, I can't like, and you're escaping from your company problems. Because I know there are people out there, man, that just from their own behavior, you ain't a number one. You can't, you, you won't be. You know what I mean? That's such a good link. That's a really good link because then it allows you as someone looking from the outside in or even being in realizing that hey if i'm getting this bad attendencies to go off to vegas to like leave my team leave my squad my company i've built to go clear my thoughts okay and i just have to accept the fact that if everyone's relying on me to make a decision and i can't come up with one then i i rightfully so am not number one i mean that in terms of head honcho status of being able to, hey, make the decisions, look everyone in the eye, Michael Jordan style, and be like, you know what? We're all going to do this. We're going to do this together. We're not looking back. And we're going to go our absolute hardest. And that's something that I find is a talent in and of itself, right? Is you could be the most skilled athlete. And I know sometimes you talked about this before on air where you could have all the skill in the world, but it's what you do with it. It's the mindset you have behind that skill. And that's why I want to ask you, Cassius, or like, what are some things you noticed about yourself that have given you the validation to come out of COVID and know that you, you're confident, same way in terms of, in my case, where I, I don't need to go back to some cushiony nine to five job that doesn't have to do with fitness. I mean, if it's revolved around that, great. But for you, you know, owning your shit and, and doing everything you've been doing with music and with Q Films and, and building all of that, what are some things you've noticed about yourself that you know why you do fit in the category of, of running something of your own? I just know myself, brother. You know what I mean? I've, I've, I've been in partnerships before. I've been in, I've been in the shit of the shit and I understand what it takes to run and lead. And I'm not saying that I'm, that I have a lot of learning. Don't get me wrong. It's not like I'm, I'm there in terms of my my fullest potential. But when shit hits the fan, I feel like I'm pretty good in, in, in pressure situations and I understand myself. So I've always told, you know, the people I've worked for, um, the people I've worked with that I want to lead and I want to take on a lot. Give me the responsibility. Hand me the fucking reins because I want to take this. I want to lead. It gives me fulfillment 
from the result, the execution. That's what fulfills me. When there's, when the entire world is burning around me and I can take us out of that fire, I get so much joy in that. Or when I figure something out that's a problem, I get so much joy in that. Especially when it's like, everyone's like, what do we do? What do we do? How do we get out of this? Yeah. I really, I really, I, I crave that. Where I know other people, they get overwhelmed easily. They tend to run away from that. Um, and so, um, again, knowing yourself, and I'm not saying every, every situation is different, but I understand if I'm not putting in the work and I understand that if I'm not out there running and gunning and putting myself in pressure situations, I am not, um, I'm not reaching my fullest potential. I'm actually better. Okay, there's, there's two analogies here. Would I run faster if there was a pot of gold at the end of the street? Or would I run faster if there was a dog chasing my ass? I'm going to run faster when the, there's a dog chasing my ass versus there's a bucket of gold at the end of that street. I'm running faster with the dog chasing my ass. Yeah, getting chased. So putting myself in the, in the mentality of that and putting myself in situations where it's like, I can't look back. I got to fucking sprint. Versus, oh yeah, there's a pot of gold over there. I'm not going to run as fast. I want to run, but I'm not going to run as fast when there's the fear. The fear of, oh shit, if I don't, I'm in poverty. Oh shit, if I don't, I'm letting Kenny down and the team down. Oh shit, if I don't, I'm not getting food next month. Oh shit, there's a mortgage to pay if I don't do this, right? So... That's that's how I know where I stand. So yeah, wow, that's that's really cool because it makes one understand, especially for me, how you operate and and what what motivates you is realizing that you're on that treadmill that's maxed out right now and you're running and as much as you are running that fast, you don't necessarily need to know when you need to stop. It's not like you're seeing this pot of gold within distance that's motivating you to keep going. What's motivating you is feeling like if you don't get off that tread, this dog's going to bite you in the ass. Exactly. Right? Like it's in a cage and it's ready to get unleashed the moment you go off of it. And I find what's really important about what you said is as much as we put so much focus on the destination and, and thinking of, okay, well, where is this going to get us? If you end up loving it so much and you're you're going fast, you're on the fast lane, yeah, and you're you're driving every single part of your body to to keep moving this system, then sure enough, I mean, the reward is in and of itself. Mm -hmm. There's not necessarily as much as it's good to 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 know. Okay, well, how much money do I want to make, and 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 where do I want to take this? I think for entrepreneurs and creators out there, such as yourself, it's just the thought of knowing that if you look back on your day, or at the very least, you go to bed, you know that tomorrow, there's something you're going to do. There's something you're chipping away at. You know that this, this day you had, you, you moved. You didn't stay still. And that's the element of realizing, that, okay, well, if you stay still, is it because you're that much closer in proximity to what you're trying to chase? Yeah. Or are you now noticing that 
there's not enough gas left in the tank. Well, that's that, exactly what I'm saying is, is like a lot of people don't put themselves in the dog chasing their ass situation. You have to. Right? Moving out of your parents' house, getting a mortgage, uh, taking out that business loan, getting out of your comfort, mm-hmm. seeing how you react. That's growth. That's That's where growth happens. That's where it's like, okay, if I don't do this, I ain't eating tonight. If I don't do this, I ain't my my wife isn't eating, my kids aren't eating, the lights aren't gonna be turning on, right? That's where you stretch as a human being, right? And that's where you learn. The unknown's there, but you'll figure it out. I, I feel like a lot of people, if they're put in those pressure situations, a lot of them will be able to figure it out, especially our audience. Like people that listen to this, like they're listening for for a reason, right? They're they're people that wanna gain value. They're they're trying to grow, they're trying to get out, but Talking is talking. I mean, you Mm -hmm. can sit here and say all the right things and people can listen and take notes and they can write all the right things down. But if the dog ain't chasing your ass, bro, what's going to motivate you? What's going to motivate you to really like stretch yourself? There isn't a motivation. The, 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 The motivation in terms of like a deep, like being driven type of motivation. This isn't like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna lose like five pounds until at the end of the month, and I'm gonna give myself 30 days, and I'm gonna eat right. No, not that. I have to lose those five pounds. I have to. If I don't, it's hell on earth. That's the. That's where the switch is, right? It's not like, oh yeah, I could lose five pounds this month. Ah, uh, yeah, I could get on the treadmill. No, motherfucker, I have to be on the treadmill. And that's a really neat thing, though, right? Is like you say. A lot of people say, I want to lose weight. And then they, they'll make that goal for themselves. There's a lot of components associated to what you need to do to do so. And you know it. I know it. We all know it. And then you go about all of those components at once for two, three days, and you stop. And you're overwhelmed. You're like, oh, man, screw this. So the, the element of like getting chased by the dog, I almost look at it like, okay, well, why don't you get chased initially by a little chow-chow? <laughs> right? Like, like get chased by something that's going to make you go three kilometers an hour steady, right? Start with one, right? You want to lose weight? Okay, how about we just for the first week, whatever you're eating, let's just start off on teaching you how to portion your food, right? Keep eating what you're eating, no problem. But now let's eat however much calories you need to be eating, okay? So we're going to bring out the chow chow. You can go three kilometers an hour. You know, you're already asking me, what do I need to eat? What do I need to get? What do I, uh, can can I stop eating my chips? Do I have to stop eating my chips? You know, like all these things. Well, yeah. You know what? How about how much chips? How much chips do you eat? Oh, you eat a bag a day. Okay. How about you eat chips every day? Just cut it in half. Mm-hmm. Do, that. Do that. Oh, I can still eat it. Yeah, yeah. Just cut it in half. That's still progress. Week two. Okay. We're gonna take the chow chow back. We're gonna bring out a teenage Labrador. Okay. We're going six kilometers an hour. It's a teenager. It's still a little bit of a kid. It's not a full fledged adult. But now we're gonna work on. Okay, what are good groceries? What are some elements of good food compared to really bad food, right? And how should you be eating that food? Consciously, what are you doing while you're eating? Mm -hmm. And that's where we break things down. And that's everything in life, Mm -hmm. right? You wanna be a business owner. Okay, what do you wanna be a business owner of? Okay, what's gonna be your competitive advantage? What's gonna make you better than the other guy? Okay, you're gonna tailor a very specific tight niche you're only going to work with let's say individuals who are divorced great 
So now you found your clientele of people who are just divorced. Let's say you're doing something along the lines of um, being like a financial analyst or a financial advisor. Okay, well, if you this entire time felt like, oh, everyone's, everyone's my audience. I help everybody. Okay, well, how many other financial advisors help everybody? Every flipping financial advisor from World Financial Group. You want to compete with one of the largest financial groups out there that yes, along the way, it's been certain people have said certain things about it, but they're the ones making the most bread. They're helping everybody. So what are you going to do to be different from that? Okay. You're just going to be that one person in your city who's going to help divorce people. Why do you want to help divorce people? Oh, you know what? I, I just realized that like, I, I know people in my life who personally been affected with their finances when they've gotten divorced. I personally experience what that's like. I, um, I see how much women have been affected by, by elements of the moment they're divorced and they go through these situations, their, their voice is never heard. It's always from, you know, the man taking the upper hand. Boom. Passion, passion. You're just saying, you're saying certain things. So now you want to do that. Let's compare that to another thing. Oh, who else do you want to work for? I want to work for realtors. I work for, okay, well, why? Oh, well, they got a lot of money. Period. Who do you think you're going to want to enjoy the work more for and make an actual difference and actually be like the, the cream of the crop? It's working for the people who are divorced. That's when you could take out the gorilla and get chased by the gorilla and you're willing, you're able, you're, you're excited to be like, okay, I'm a run and I know who I'm running for. Yeah. And that's what's big for me, man. And I have these conversations with my clients about that where like, trust me, I was dumbfounded by it. And I know right now, it depends on what stage you're at. I mean, of course, if you're in the beginning, you're gonna accept anybody. But once you feel like you need to, once you reach that point where you're like, oh, you know, I've been doing this for a while. How am I gonna differentiate myself? Do so by bare bones figuring out exactly who you wanna help down to the niche. So then when someone gets divorced, and they talk and they search financial advisor uh, for divorced people, you're gonna come up first. Word. You're the person everyone's talking about, mm -hmm. right? And that's when you're competing up against maybe one or two, maybe nobody, compared to, hey, anyone know uh, a financial advisor? Just for some Joe Schmo? Yeah, go to World Financial Group or go, go, to, go to so and so. They help everybody. Mm. You know, you wanna really carve it down and, um, Anyway, I just wanted to say that. I know that's kind of random. I'm trying to find a way to bring that back to what we're talking about. No, but I like, think, know who you're helping. Well, yeah. I mean, you're talking about an execution strategy, right? Yeah, that's man. what you're talking about. It's pure marketing. You're talking about, well, number one, since we're on this topic, you got to put yourself, and this is just my opinion, you got to put yourself in front of the dog and get chased. That's number one. You, you got to throw yourself onto the deep end. Number two is figuring out what you just said is the execution strategy is the, okay, week one, I'm going to change this habit. Exactly. Week one, that's it. Number two. And then after week one, okay, I'm ready to take the next branch. I'm ready to take the next branch. I'm ready to take the next branch. And to the point where now you're, now you're working on this beast of a goal that at first you were like, oh my God, how, where do I start? How do I start? So the number one thing is like, get yourself in front of the dog. That's the biggest thing. Put yourself in a position where you're like, holy fuck, I don't know if I can do this. Oh my God. If I don't do this, I'm going to lose X. I'm going to be sleeping in my car. I'm going to be 
the bills ain't going to get paid. If I don't do this, this is going to happen as a result, right? Like there has to be some sort of loss if you don't do it, right? Because I, I don't know, I feel like it's, unless you're so disciplined, unless you're one of those alpha males or females who's just fucking killing it all the time, who knows what they want, who's very sure of themselves, confident in, themse in themselves, confident in how they take on certain situations, which is, I'm guessing a lot of, like maybe 1% of, of people, 2%. If you're not one of those people, you have to put yourself in a pressure situation and see how you handle it. And then figure out that ex uh, that execution strategy. So, yeah, no, I love that, man. It it just it makes me believe that if there's something you could think of every week or every month, whatever time that works for you, every day, even where you're like, what am I gonna do today that's gonna make me uncomfortable, but that's gonna make me thank myself after doing it, mm -hmm. right? That's it, right? That's I mean, it. that that's habits are simply built off of doing something that's not relatively something you're used to doing but you know you need to do it and once you are ready to do it you find that it starts with telling yourself what the first step is right? well what, what i'm saying is you don't have to be ready for it yeah throw yourself throw yourself in there throw it yeah right Okay, I want to lose weight. What the hell do I do? I don't know any exercise in the gym. I don't want to exercise. Yeah. Okay, drink water. Switch, yeah. Substitute Pepsi that you've been drinking three times yeah, a day exactly. with water. That's that's what I mean by step one. I know, I know. That's, that's like, what I'm saying. So like, it's yeah. like, you don't have to be ready necessarily because I guarantee you there's never going to be like that <laughs> yeah. right time of like, you yeah. might be motivated. You read three books. Okay, yeah. I'm ready. Let's go. But three days later, no motivation. Oh, fuck. I don't want to get up. I don't want to go walk or... Oh shit, that Pepsi looks looks fucking good right now. No, motherfucker, grab that water, right? Yeah. That's it. Just ask drink yourself. water. No, I love that, right? man. Huge. You got to ask yourself in that moment, "Okay, well, what can be better than this?" Yeah. Right? Yeah. What, what can, can I do better? Mm -hmm. That that that's like I feel like as much as that's replicating the mindset of a perfectionist, sometimes we do have to step back and be like, "Man, even for students in school, I remember when I was doing a paper or if I was doing a group project, and I remember moments being like, man, I'm going to stay up a couple hours more. And I know I don't have to, but I'm going to do it because I'm not, I'm not about to half-ass something I know that I can do better at. Mm. And it's only because you, you got to be real with yourself. You got to be like, okay, is this, is this my A-class best performance of what I know I could do right now? Right? What, what can be better than this bag of chips? Okay, how about this? I swear to God, I'll tell you what I did. You won't even believe what I did. <laughs> I was in Toronto just this past weekend three months after she visited guggen one night took a bag of chips it's my cheat day and i saw the vegetables you know what i did i said you know what it's still chips as much as i know it's my cheat day and i could be like oh i'll just have the whole thing <laughs> i'm gonna have more chips than i normally do but every chip i have i'm gonna put a carrot on the chip or I'm going to put a broccoli on the chip <laughs> and I'm going to eat that sucker. Dude, game changer. It worked. It tasted delicious. Yeah. It tasted so good. It yeah. was my favorite jalapeno and cheddar Doritos flavor. Yeah. With veggies. <laughs> but it felt so damn liberating, bro. But you know what? All I had to do, Omid, all I had to do, I had to ask myself, can I make this experience with the chips a little bit better, a little bit closer to the side of, healthy mm. 
of, you know, something that's still going to be relatively good. And man, we got to look at that in our life with everything. Word. You know, it's funny because you're talking about chips. Uh, the other day, I went to KB and Co. and I had their tortilla, tor- tortilla chips or tortilla, their, tortilla, tortilla. <laughs> tortilla. Oh my god, tortilla! I tortilla. love that. Yeah. That's Every... how you know I don't never have chips, dude. Every single person from South America, Mexico, right now hates you for I saying know. tortilla. I know. I'm so stupid, uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was great. I just wanted to share that that I had I had the chips with a with a very healthy wrap. That was the first time I went to KB and Co. But you know what? I love that because you went to a place that is a small business that I love. Shout out to KB and Co. It's a great place that I can imagine has far more healthier tortilla chips than an average place because everything there is naturally sourced. It's all organic, right? And you still went, you know what? I'll still treat myself. It was surprisingly, and this is, it was really good. Never been there, never really considered it as a place to go get lunch. Cause it was always like the big names, right? The, the, the chains and stuff. And it's like, nah, like where's like a locally, like something healthy, but maybe borderline on fast food. I don't know. Oh, KB and co. That's interesting. On Never a, been there on a scale of zero to tortilla. How tortilla was it? Very tortilla. <laughs> <laughs> that's jokes, bro. Well, should we wrap this uh, episode up? Totally, man. You know, today was good. I really like that. It felt like therapy. Word. It did in a way, you know? Yeah. I got some things off my chest. People got to really know where my mind's been at, what I've been doing. Um, Cash is the therapist, baby. Dude, really. Like, if, <laughs> if you don't mind, please bill me. Bill me on the second I'll, floor. <laughs> I'll send you an invoice after this. <laughs> yeah. It's not just Q films. It's yeah. Q uh, therapy. Q therapy. <laughs> Dude, people wait in line for Q therapy exactly. and, and tortillas. Call, call me for your therapy and the tortilla chips. one 800 Tortilla. <laughs> yeah, I love that. But you know what, man? We, we talked a lot about environment today. We talked about, um, you know, ensuring that you have put the right environment in your life to be able to get chased. And oh, let me let me get that. One sec. Let me at least said, put that on pause. Hold on. One sec. <laughs> One sec. No, I'm still wrapping up. I'm still wrapping up. Okay, he's wrapping up. His phone's ringing. My apologies, guys. I still want to wrap this up. You know, we talked a lot about the environment you're in and, and, and being able to make those changes in your life. And that's what's going to be able to allow you to, to attack it and be able to go out and say, you know what, bring the doggy out. I'm ready to get chased, right? But that only happens in one place, bro. Happens in one place and one place only. And that's the jungle, baby. That's the jungle. That's, that's the place where we're in able the to jungle. express these thoughts. We're able to really take ourselves out. And, you know, we've been elevating to the next level day in and day out on the second floor. But when we need to come to the jungle and get real and we need to get spicy and we need to let the dogs out, then we do it right here in the J-U-N-G-L-E, baby. That's a wrap. Sponsored by Tortilla Chips, KB and Co. Unofficial sponsor. <laughs> I love KB and Not Co. Not a sponsor. <laughs> Anyways, that's a wrap, guys. Thank you. Ooh, that was good. <laughs> Jungle baby. 